Today's blot is Daf Ayin Bava Medalov. Let me give you a, a quick recap of what we did so far. We had a Mishnah, and the two cases of the Mishnah that seem to be contradictory. First case of the Mishnah is where <clears throat> after they got engaged, it turned out to be that she had certain defects. That um, the question is, when did these defects happen? If they happened before they um, they even got engaged, and, just, and she wouldn't uh, inform him, then he kind of uh, this this engagement should be dissolved. It's a mekartos, the whole thing. And if it happened after they got engaged, then the stach for today, his field got flooded, and he stuck with it. Nothing you can do about it. If he divorces her, he has to pay her out the full suda. So in the Mishnah, we had two cases. The first case was where it happened in while she was still home with her parents. And there we say, we don't believe them, the her, if she wants to uh, have a suda, if she claims that it happened after they got engaged, the onus of proof is on them. In the second part of the Mishnah, we learned that if she already moved into her husband's house and they were just engaged, then we believe her that it happened after they got engaged, and he has to prove that it happened before, otherwise he has to pay out the And we can't understand how this is working. So we explained, Rabbi Loza says, the first part of the Mishnah follows Rabbi Yeshua, who says that if he has a cheskas moment, Cheska's mom and trumps the Cheska's Aguf. In other words, Cheska's Aguf says that since, you know, definitely whatever the changes there are to her body happen as late as possible. In other words, it happened after they got engaged, which is Rabbi Gamliel's opinion that Cheska's Aguf is, is dominant. And, but Rabbi Yeshua says, no, Cheska's Aguf is not strong enough to take out a Cheska's mom. And right now the money is sitting with the husband. You want him to pay out. So you are being the Moitzi, and Cheska's Aguf doesn't do it. So we said that the first part of the Mishnah follows Rabbi Yeshua. As Cheska's mom is stronger and therefore the, the owners of proof is on the woman and the husband and the father. And um, and the second part of the Mishnah follows Rabbi Gamliel, who says that no, that Cheska's Haguf is stronger, and therefore the husband has to prove when it happened, otherwise he has to pay out. So that's how Rabbi Lozer learned the Mishnah. Then we had Rava, and Rava said, No, it's all Rabbi Gamliel, that Cheska's Haguf is stronger, but it depends where you discovered it. Did it happen while she was in the husband's house, or did it happen while she was still at home with her father? And that is why, because there's another principle that sort of undermines the whole Cheska's Haguf. And that is the principle of kan If you found something right now, you think it happened right now, probably was there always. So if you, in, the, in her father's house, if we found a moon, we'll say probably was there a long time ago. Probably was there before they got engaged. Even though there's a chesed group that says one way, the kan um, you know, demolishes that principle. And therefore they want to, to collect the the owners of proof is on them. But once she moves into her husband's house, then, then the, the earliest that she was there, it was still after the engagement. So Khan Nimsi Kanhoya still says it happened after the engagement and therefore the husband is stuck. If he wants to say that it happened before the prior to the engagement, he needs to prove it. Okay. And then we have Ashi who has a whole different shot. So now the Gemara continues. Shmuel said something and he compares it to our Mishnah, and we're going to try to understand how it compares to our Mishnah. So after buying six the two dots. Famous Gemara, what happened is we have Chalipin. So you have two people, Reuben and Shimon. Well, we'll call one the Balapara, the owner of the, of the bull, and the other one is the owner of the donkey. And Hamachlif Parah B'chamoy. So they made a Chalipin, that is, that I'll exchange, I'll swap the bull for the, let's say the cow for the donkey. And as soon as one of them makes a Kenyan, the other one automatically owns the other item. And then we have a number of cases in Gemara. Here the case is going to be that the, the, the owner of the... The donkey made a mashikha, he pulled the bull, so he was kind of the bull. And automatically, the donkey now belongs to the owner of the, of the bull. The problem is that the animal died sometime. And when the question is, when, when did it die? 
prior to the to the Kenya, so the whole Kenya never happened. That was before the owner of the donkey took the bull. The donkey was already dead. So then the owner of the bull said, hey, give me back my bull. Give back my cow. Or it happened after the Kenyan, and then too bad. Once you became the owner of the donkey, it died. Right? So that's the question. We had other Gemara's in Babakamba where if they, they found a, a baby next to it, who gets to own the baby, the owner of the, the cow? Each one claims it happened, you know, when I was the owner. Anyway, they swapped. So the owner of the Chamoida made, made a Meshicha on the Paras. As far as we can view it right now, he is now the Muchzik. He is now the Muhzik. He's holding on to the parrots in his possession. And um, the owner of the parrot did not bring the Khamar to his house. So the Khamar is already dead. Not that he needs to bring it into his house for a Kenyan, it's automatically his. But by the time he went to pick up the Khamar, he found it dead. The question is, when did it die? When did it die? Did it die before the before the Kenyan of the parrots? And then there's not no Kenyan ever happened because the, the, the Khamar is dead already. If it died afterwards, too bad. So now we would think the owner of the donkey, who, who the one is holding on to the para now, he is the muhzik, the one who uh, who um, who is trying to take. Who is the mice? Who is the mice? The bal. The no, he has it ready. He has it ready. The owner of the cow who is now taking the chamar, he wants his money back. So he is the mice. That's how we understand it right now. He's a mice. So Abala the owner of the donkey has to bring a raya. Nevertheless, we say that the one who is machzik is the one. Usually we say the one who's machzik has a cheska's mama, we trust him. Not here. Here we say the one who's machzik, the one who's holding on to the cow, has to prove that his donkey was still alive when he when he took the cow. Otherwise, it falls apart. Now, this is a bichidish, because usually it's the moitzi has to bring a proof. And here you tell me that the machzik, the one who's holding on to the cow, has to prove it. The Tana Tuna. Yeah, because if the donkey was a, not the validity, yeah, because it's a swap. And the only reason why I'm getting the, 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 the cow is because you're getting the donkey. But if the donkey was already dead, I'm not giving you anything, then I don't have a cow. The Tana Tuna Kala, and I have a Tana that supports me, the Mishnah of Kala, which is the mission we just learned yesterday. So now the question is, which part of the Mishnah supports him that the Mahzik is the one that has to bring the proof? I Kala, which part of the Mishnah? Which part of the Mishnah? Ile Makala, basically. We're talking about the first part of the Mishnah where the Kala is still sitting in the father's house, right? Um, and the Dindir is that, the, that the, the father has to bring a proof. And we're going to learn that the reason that the first part of the Mishnah, we, we're going to follow it up view, that the first part of the Mishnah is written by one Tana and the second part of the Mishnah is written by another Tana. The first part of the Mishnah is written by Yabeshua, that Cheska's moment trumps everything. Everything is Cheska's moment. Yeah, therefore, so um, even if, the, if, even if, if the, she was according to that, even if she was in the husband's house already, even if she already entered the husband's house already, you know, after the chup and everything else, nevertheless, and the and 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 nevertheless, the father has to bring a proof as to when it happened. <clears throat> so therefore, what do we see? That even though that uh, the the the, 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 the the father now is the is the muhzik, the father of the is already they're already married and everything else, still he has to prove when it happened. So same thing here, even though that the owner of the of the donkey is holding on to the potter, he is a muzik, nevertheless, uh, he has to prove that that it's his, that, that he has a right to have it. So the Gemara, what are you comparing? 
There is not really a machzi, the father, who has the money? What do you want? You want the ksuva money. The ksuva money is sitting in the bank account of the husband. So I don't care if it happened while it was in the father's house. I don't care if it happened while it was the husband's house. The fact is the father is the mighty. Okay, a mighty has to prove. But in, in, the, in the case of Shmuel's case, his chiddush is that who is he making, who is he, who is he saying that has to bring the proof? The, 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 the one who's holding the part of the machzik. Where do you find a priest for that? Here, you want the balachamay to bring an eye. He's a chamachzik. Is he right? It's from the second part of the mission. It's, it's the second part we'll be following Amlil. Ragamlil says that we don't care about Cheska's Maman, all we care about is Cheska's Aguf. And we say that probably the changes happen after the engagement, therefore, probably we believe her. And if your husband wants to say that I don't have to pay, he has to be approved. <clears throat> Um, and, and therefore, according to this, it doesn't matter really if it happened while in the father's house. It doesn't matter what happened in the, in the woman's house. We believe the woman. We completely believe the woman. <clears throat> and what? And the husband has to uh, prove. Now, the husband is a muzik in the money, and yet he has to prove that the money says. So here you have a perfect example to Shmuel. He's the mazik, right? The husband has the money in his bank account, and yet he's the one who has to prove that he doesn't owe the money. So that's exactly the case over here. Says he know. Like you can't compare. Hasram over there, According to what's the whole strength of the father? Right? That's the whole strength. Um, and over here, yeah. Um, so there, what's the husband has to do? He has to destroy the 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 the, 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 the I guess this chazaka of the father, right? He has to bring witnesses that no, they saw this boom by her beforehand. Otherwise, the father has a so the chazaka is opposing the cheska's moment of the husband. So there we say, look, the chazaka, even though you have a cheska's moment, there's a very strong chazaka against it. And what do we want from the husband? Demolish that person's chazaka, the cheska's aguf. So therefore, we say to the husband, you bring a proof. But over here, Hocha, the Balachamar, not only is he holding on to the para, but what does the Cheskas Haguf say here that any changes in the donkey, you know, the donkey died, probably happened just now. So very recently, because Cheskas Haguf says any changes happen as late as possible. So here the Chazak is supporting the Machzik. Here the owner of the donkey is holding on to the cow. First of all, he's a Machzik, he's holding on to the cow. Second of all, the Chazak says that probably the donkey was alive when he took the cow, it only died afterwards. So in that case, who said he has to uh, bring any proof? Don't bring me life. Mission is a different case altogether. The chazaka is supporting him. So how do you know Shmuel to say that the, that the owner of the donkey who happens to be holding out the cow has to bring proof? says, I'll tell you what Peshat here is. You think we're focusing on the ksuva. And that's what Shmuel meant. No, there's two things happening in our Mishnah. If you say that the marriage dissolves and there's no silver to the woman, plus any money that was that changed hands for the Kiddushin has to go back to the owner. And that's what we're fighting about. So who's the Murzik here? You assume the Murzik is the husband because he's holding on to the silver money. We're talking about the other focus, which is the, 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 the Kiddushin money, and the Murzik is the father. And therefore, we're bringing a proof in the first part of the Mishnah. We tell the father, you bring the Raya and the, the, and the Raya is a water. You can continue holding on to Kedushin money. You want to be a master. And the Chazak is supporting you. And yet the first part of the Mishnah, according to Rabbi Shiva, says, not too bad. You, father, have to bring the Raya because Cheska's mom and trumps it. So here's perfect. You're, holding, you're a Muzik. 
The father's a mukhzik, he's holding on the Kedusha money. He has a chazaka that says it probably happened later. And yet we're saying, Father, you bring an ayah to, to, to support your cheska's mammon. Exactly Shmuel's case. Now there's a machlekes we're going to have in, in the Gemara Babasa. What happens if, if you give a ring, this Kedushan money, and the, but you never make it to the marriage, uh, let's say she passes away. Does the Kedushan money go back to the chasen or not? Or do we say he gave it to her wholeheartedly, whether the, whether continuous marriage or not? Or no, the whole thing was on the pretext that we're going to get married, but now it's not happening. I want my money back. Uh, so he said, well, you don't have to say a liba demand on the Kedushan lavlis, the one who says that the husband can no longer keep it, you have to give it back. The one who says that Kedushan means sunken, it stayed forever. Yeah, it stays there forever, even so. So the father now is just trying to prove that he has a cheskel moment because he's allowed to keep it. So the question is, if the din is the father can keep it, why taka does he have to return? You know why? If the condition is 100%, but then they change their mind or something happened or she died, okay. So then the din is the condition stays. The question here is whether there's condition. In other words, if the moon was there before, and just she, she didn't tell him, then the whole thing was well, exactly. So then, so this is what Shmuel's proof is. So you want to make sure I ask a question. It's, we have in the Gemara Chulin that um, different trachis, and one of them is a thing called the Beisa Kaisis, four stomachs in an animal, and one of the stomachs is that there's like cups, shaped like cups, and the, the, the food goes in there, and then it begins to digest it, and then it you know, turns into cuds, and that it you know, chooses cuds, and so on. It goes back and forth. So what happens you find, it's a very thick, it's like a doubled over skin. So if you find a, a needle, a prick in there, only on one side, internal, but you don't find a hole on the opposite side, we say it's not trape, it never went through and through. If you find a hole through and through, that's all time is trape. So, you found the needle in the, in the thickness of these basic cases in the stomach, you only found the puncture on one side, shader. It's kosher, on both sides, trape. What about nimtzolev koyedam? You found a, a trick, a spot of blood, but you do it, you know, if you found it, a, a, a trickle of blood, you know, it must have happened while the animal is still alive, so it's trace. Because but if you find the needle through and through, but no blood, that I means tells clearly that the needle only went through and through after the animal died, which doesn't make it trace. But you do a shula because when you when it's dead, the blood doesn't flow anymore. Only one's alive. What about Huglid Piamaka? This is in the moment. You bought the animal, turned out to be that it's trafe. Can you get your money back? So Huglid Piamaka, the congeal, then be a dua, takes a few days, Shloisha, Yamim, Kaidim, Shritin, but it had to be three days prior, takes at least three days for it to form, you know, the scat. And therefore, we're going to say that it was a great trafe before you bought it and he, he sold your trafe animal, get your money back. Huglid Piamaka, but if it didn't happen, you bought it in the last few days, you don't see it, it didn't congeal, then you don't know. You don't know if it happened yesterday or two days ago, so you can't get your money back. You, the buyer, so the buyer is the mighty. The chayder, the buyer is the mighty. We'll see in a minute. And the seller is um, is is the is the is the machzi. No, as a buyer, wants I want my money back. If the the, the, the buyer, the tabach is the sheikh who's buying it. If the buyer um, wants it uh, paid for the animal, so where's the money sitting right now? By the meich. The meichet is the muhzik, he's holding on the money. The buyer is the mighty, he wants his money back. And And the din is that the buyer has, it says that all the buyers says the mighty. Now we think, who's the mighty? The buyer generally gives money, so who's the mighty? The mighty is the buyer. And we're saying, who has to bring a raya? The buyer has to bring a raya, the mighty. Now the question is, why you will say that even the machzik, 
if the machzik is questionable whether he had a right to hold the money in the first place, the, the, then the moicha should be bringing a raya, just like the case of the bala chamer, even though he's holding on to the potter right now. We say, you bring a raya that you have a right to hold on to the potter. So we should say to the seller of the animal, just because you're holding on to the money, that's questionable whether he had a right to this money in the first place. So therefore, you, the seller, should prove that the animal was not traced. Is according to your logic, Shmuel. Let the owner of the animal bring a proof, the noikim, and hold on to the money. Not that the and the Gemara, we're talking about a case here, but the loyoy of who all the brides said the word mighty. Who's the mighty? We're talking about here that the buyer did not pay any money, and therefore it's the it's the moicha now who's the mighty and he wants his money back. And we're saying the moicha, you so here, just here, you can't tell the buyer you prove because the buyer has a right to the money. The money's a buyer, or in fact, the animal. If the the, the Moichi says, give me back my, no, um, the Moichi says, you pay me for the animal, and, and the din is, you the Moichi to prove that the animal was not trafe at the time. Yeah, but who's the Marzik here, the buyer? But the buyer has a right to his castle. There's no question on his castle. If he had a right to castle, question is whether he owes money now or not. So when it says, all the price is mighty, you thought the mighty is the buyer, he probably paid for it. You say, no, the buyer didn't pay for it, and therefore the mighty is the, the seller. So you what? My Pasca, how do you know that that's how it always is? Otherwise, there's no money trade. Always has mighty, which means the chayyim both sides. Ella, um, so so the chayyim includes also. And most times, you would think people actually pay before they take an animal, and you're telling me now that mighty does not include that case. He only talks about a case. He's only talking about a case of a moicher that the guy didn't pay. My Pasca, why be such an unequivocal? That the brother should have spelled it out. We had this a few times already. That Yehuda had a brother. Cheska had two sons of Yehuda and Rami. And Rami seems to four times, three or four times. said four times in the shots. He says, "Don't listen to what my brother says. He doesn't know what he's talking about." And Rabbi Yehuda is one of the most prolific authors in the Gemara. After Baye comes up Yehuda because he quotes constantly Rab and Shmuel, and and plus his own thing. Do not listen to a word. Don't listen to a word of my brother says the name of Shmuel. Only brothers can say that. Probably. This is what Shmuel said. Obviously, he lived somewhere else. He must live next to Charles. I'm mixing every time it's Kiyosi. He also lived in Must be, yeah. He said, of course, he's quoting Shmuel right now. You miss, he totally misunderstood Shmuel. This is what Shmuel said. Nothing to do with Maitzi and Machzik. Shmuel said, wherever the Suffolk was born, that's the only one who has to bring a proof. Since this guy now is holding the putter, and now there's a Suffolk. He created the belt. Right now, while you had the putter. You know what happened with the chamoy? The chamoy didn't enter yet the other person's rishus. By the time it got to the other person, the animal's dead already. If the animal came alive to the other person, oh, then the suffer, whatever would have happened would have been the other person. But lepoil, the, the the donkey never left your place, it never got to the other person. So the suffering happened by you. Ah, something for you. You bring a proof. kala, and look at the kala, because I learned like the second opinion, Rava, and Rava basically says it's all Rav Gamliel, but depends where the suffix started. If the suffix started in the father's house, the father has to prove when it happened. If the suffix Start in the husband's house, the husband has to prove what happened. That's all it is. So, yeah, yeah, that's the same question. May say, in the case of the seller and the buyer, so my question is if the guy did not pay money, he took the animal on credit, and the bride says the mighty has to take the mighty, which is the seller. The suffix started where? In the butcher's house, in the buyer's house, when he shechted the animal. So, the buyer should prove when the trade was. Why does it say that if he didn't give any money, the, the, the vendor has to prove? Baal behave by the Suriya, who mapping and get and get his and 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 take out. Yeah. 
So that's a din. Whoever the mitzvah is has to has to bring, which means in this case, if the, if the buyer didn't pay any money, then the vendor is the mitzvah. He wants his money and he has to prove it. But where did the suffix start? In the house of the butcher, in the house of the buyer. And according to you, Rabbi Yechesko, whatever the suffix started, they the one has to prove, you know, that they're right. The the when I answer to you, have to a case where the where the buyer actually paid the money, and therefore, who is the mitzvah? The buyer is the mitzvah. And he and the suffix started by him. Perfect. So the suffix started in the buyer's house. He is the mighty. He has to prove. So the motor, my Pascal, how do you know every case the buyer pays money? What about the case where the buyer didn't pay the money? Then the the is the, is, is the mighty. The Bryce seems to say unequivocally, whoever the mighty is has to swear. Says you might no. and Milsa, in all probability, who gives the whole animal before you pay? For this precisely for this reason. Whatever something goes wrong with the shit, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna want to pay. He wants his money up front. And therefore, when the Bryce states a, 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 the statement that the buyer assumed that the buyer is the mighty. Exactly. In all cases, the buyer is the mighty. Says the Mishnah further. When do we say that, you know, this whole thing that the marriage dissolves if Mumin, that the husband had no clue? But if it's Mumin that was visible, then he obviously was aware and he accepted it. You knew about it. If it was if it was on her face, you knew about it. So what are you gonna say now? Says the Gemara. <coughs> then we should include it. the bathhouse. If there was a bathhouse, then definitely you found out you would have sent relatives to check her out. Says the the nichfe, and if she's an epileptic, kimumin should be say dummy. An epileptic is considered discreet. Mummy, why? We'll see in a minute. Was he could have hit it, uh, even though she was an epileptic before. But uh, it doesn't happen every minute of the day. It happens only when he has a seizure, and somehow she can hide it. So, what about Lisman? Some people, it seems, I don't know, that epilepsy. Some you can sense when the guards have a fit. They know when it's coming on. Oh, okay. You no, know, we know it's amazing. The same thing. They, they have a warning, so you know. So therefore, they just excuse yeah, themselves and they go, "Well, yeah." But if let's say it just comes on and Kamumi Shibagoldam, there's no way that over the time that he met her, he didn't, he wasn't aware of it, which is clear from here that um, either you have to get to know your cow a little bit before you get engaged, or he would have done his homework and people would know because you can't hide something like this. Everybody knows somebody's epileptic. Okay, we'll stop here. Tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem.